I'd like to say good afternoon to Tim Webb from the RSPB. Tim, tell me all about, you've got this special event this weekend, the Big Garden Watch. We have. The Big Garden Bird Watch is something we run every year at the end of January. And what we're looking for is a snapshot, a quick photo, if you like, of um, the wildlife that visits our gardens and outdoor spaces every year. So is it just birds or does it include everything? This year it's slightly different. Um, up until this point we've, uh, we've really focused on, on the birds that you see in your garden. This year we're also asking people to tell us what other wildlife visits. Oh, so uh, we're okay. looking at things like um, I don't know, foxes, cats, rabbits, squirrels. Uh, squirrels. Yeah. Oh, okay, lovely. And I understand a huge number of people took part last year. About um, 600,000. We're looking to increase that if possible this year. The more people that take part, the better the information we get back. And what we do with that information is consider what it means for the environment. So if you've got a lot of birds and a lot of wildlife visiting your garden, you've got a pretty healthy garden. Um, If you haven't got much coming into your garden, then it probably means you've got an awful lot of decking or paving um, or not much for wildlife to eat or to support wildlife. Um, And and that's very important. Do you... Is it just for people that have gardens or or if you, for instance, uh, this may be a bit of a random question, but I know somebody who has a natural burial ground with lots of um, and they're running it as a sustainable site for to encourage wildlife. Can they take part? They can. Anybody can take part. Even if you live on the fourth or fifth floor of a block of flats, you can still take part. Um, All you need to do is just look out of your window and tell us what you see. Or you could go and do it in your, I don't know, your allotment. or in a graveyard, or a school. Um, Anywhere is fine, as long as you say where it is and tell us what you see. Exactly. So for those people that might not know the difference between a chaffinch and uh, a pied wagtail, for instance, although I know they're fairly obvious because they're black and white, but um, how would they find out? Because it's all very well because you're an expert, but if somebody's sitting there and they've got their tea and their biscuits ready and their binoculars, they think, right, I'm here for an hour right, I don't know what that is. And it's going to take a while maybe to look it up. So what's the easiest way of doing that? Um, Amazingly, um, you'd be surprised by the sort of species that you do know when you sit there and you look out the window and you see them. A lot of them will be recognisable. But if you have any difficulty at all, there are some um, pictures and a little tick sheet that's available in all sorts of publications, magazines, newspapers over the weekend. But you can also find it online at www.rspb.org.uk forward slash birdwatch. And to make it extra easy this year, we've got a live recording app on that web, web address. Um, so you can actually record it directly online as you go along. Oh, that's brilliant. So if you've got your laptop or your iPad handy or something yeah, like that, you can... Phone or pad, tablet, brilliant. you name it, any electronic oh, yeah. handheld device that gets connected to the internet, you can do it immediately this year. How fantastic. The wonders of technology. That is when technology really comes <laughs> into its own, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't it, as it were? So, um, and the other thing is, because there was a big wildlife report that came out last year, so obviously it's increasingly important for people to encourage wildlife into their gardens. And the the wildlife report actually did sort of let us know that a lot of our species are really struggling and have been in decline for a little while. 
that, that's the beauty of the Big Garden Birdwatch. It's been running for 30 years now, and it was the first national survey that pointed out the decline of the house sparrow. This is one of our most common garden birds. And uh, in Surrey, for example, house sparrow, in 2005, it was in third place in the top 10 most common garden birds. Wow. Um, last year, two, uh, 2013, it was in fourth place. It's dropped out of the top three. Gosh. It's disappearing from our gardens. Well, it's the same with, uh, I remember as a kid, seeing starlings everywhere. Starlings, yeah, 2005, they were in second place in Surrey. Uh, last year, they were down to sixth place. We are losing a lot of our wildlife. The report you were talking about was the State of Nature yes, that's um, right. report, which Launched. we produced with 24, 25 other um, organisations involved in conservation in the UK. It looked yes. at all of the wildlife in the UK, yeah. and we found of all of the wildlife in the UK, 60% of it, 60% of it is in decline. We are losing our wildlife. I know, it's huge. I know even today, I think Chris Packham, that lovely wildlife sort of expert, was writing, had written something, an article saying um, how desperate, you know, the situation is getting. I mean, there are good stories, obviously, for reintroductions, sort of like the red kite, which is a really good, positive, good news story. But it's so vital, isn't it, to get everybody on board for something like this event this weekend? It is. We have to remember that our environment depends on the things that live within it to keep it ticking over. And if we lose one little bit of that jigsaw, that puzzle, other things start to collapse around it. So it's hugely important that we find out what we're losing, what we're gaining, what's moving here, there and everywhere. With that information, we can then start to look at where we invest money to improve or sustain the world around us. Absolutely. Uh, and for instance, with something like starlings, I mean, do we have any idea yet as to why they're declining so rapidly? Not entirely, no, we don't. There are all sorts of changes. It's usually not one single thing, so there's sure. no magic bullet to, to solve the problem. So with, with starlings, for instance, um, we used to have huge flocks of them in places like Greater London, and you'd see them all around um, the suburbs of Greater London. They've disappeared there now. You won't see those huge clouds of starlings swirling around in what we call murmurations. Yes. You'd have to go to, to Brighton to go and see something like that now. Um, the reasons we're not entirely sure, but they seem to be linked to habitat and the lack, lack of food and nest sites for, for these species. Um, and there are all sorts of things that have impacted on that, whether it's development, climate change, changes in food, um, in farming practice or in land management. Um, so there, there are all sorts of things coming together to conspire against the success of the starling. So, so a few really important things I'm going to ask you right now. One, what should we be putting in our gardens right now to encourage the birds into our gardens to make sure they're okay through the winter period? Because I hear next week, I think, we're due for a sort of cold spell. We are, yes. Yeah, not a great time to get some things out there with that cold spell on the way. But what we need in gardens um, are things like wildflowers. We need an awful lot more wildflowers, not just sure. in gardens, but along road verges and in fields. Um, a lot of that in our countryside. Hedges were another thing that we've, we've lost in huge numbers. Um, so getting hedges, trees and wildflowers back out into the, uh, into the environment would be brilliant. I'm sorry, you're, you're cracking up there very slightly. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I was just saying... One of the th uh, some of the things that we need back in our environment are things like hedges and wildflowers and trees. We've lost hedges from the countryside and a lot of the towns and cities where we've replaced them with fences and walls. We've lost a lot of wildflowers from fields, from sure. uh, road verges and from our gardens. 
getting all of those things back into our gardens would be amazing. So, yeah, really important to plant some wildflowers in your gardens and not just all the sort of um, ones that we would normally expect to see, like roses, etc. And what about, so if we were going to put food in our garden right now, sort of bird seed or fat balls or whatever, what would be the thing to put out there for the birds throughout winter? It would depend largely on what birds you've got visiting your garden. Sure. Um, but if you can put out a, a mix of something like uh, sunflowers or niger seeds, that's great for some of the smaller birds. Um, maybe some um, apples, if you've got a couple that you might not fancy to eat quite as much as you would have a couple of days before, pop those out in the garden, birds will eat those. What we need to do is get more food out into the environment, into our gardens, that grows there naturally for birds. And that means insects, and it means seed, whether it's flower seed or grass seed, uh, it's up to you and what you want in your garden. But if you can get seed and insects in your garden, you'll get birds coming in too. It's such a fantastic survey, I have to say, and I hope it goes really, really well. I will be taking part. And uh, I know I, I work with a natural burial ground called Clandonwood, Surrey Hills Natural Burial Ground down in Clandon outside Guildford. They've got 31 acres of wildflower meadows. So they're doing everything they can to support wildlife. And also, actually, as you say, churchyards and, and other sort of set-aside land and all those sort of spaces are really, really important, aren't they, for attracting birds and wildlife? They are hugely important. Um, we had one lady who volunteers with us who'd been helping in a, a sparrow survey. Um, and as a thank you, we gave everybody who helped with that survey a pack of specially um, selected wildflower mixed seeds. Oh, um, she didn't have her own garden. She lived in some flats. Right. Um, but she sowed those seeds on her parents' and sisters' grave. That was the only patch of ground that she had any control oh, over. How Every year now, she gets a wonderful display of colourful wildflowers. She says it brings a smile to her face. Her parents and sister would have been delighted. What a lovely thing to do. That's such a lovely story to share. Thank yeah. you so much for that. That's a really, really great idea. Well, I hope the survey goes really well. I'd love to talk to you again sometime a little bit further down the line when you've got uh, a bit more information about what's going on with the surveys. And I understand it's you're really encouraging schools to get on board as well. It's a great way to get kids involved with wildlife, isn't it? It is. Um, this is another one of the problems we've found. Not only are we losing wildlife, but we're finding people are uh, disconnected from nature. Um, kids don't get out to play in the same way that they did when I was young, 15, yeah, 20 years you? ago. Um, I'd be outdoors <laughs> yeah. quite a lot yes. and, you know, getting grubby, climbing exactly. trees, splashing in, in streams and things. Yeah. A lot of kids don't do that now, particularly with more and more people living in, in towns and cities. Sure. The opportunity to do that is still there. So we're trying to encourage as many people to get out there and enjoy the great outdoors, discover it, find the real world um, and play with nature as well. Well, we're, we're quite fortunate in Surrey. It's the most wooded county in the whole of the UK. Yeah, amazing. Get out there, climb the trees, wander Absolutely. through the woods, see what you can find. It's amazing when you start to look what you suddenly spot. Absolutely. Tim, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. So if people want to find out more, where do they go to get this information? The easiest, quickest way is to do this online. I'm sorry if you haven't got internet access. Um, if you haven't got internet access, then have a look in some of the, the national papers and magazines. You should find information there. Otherwise, go straight to the address, rspb.org.uk forward slash birdwatch. And is it, do you have to download anything or is it just... All the information is on that Birdwatch page. Right. Um, you are asked to register, but that's so that we can then send you some additional information about the Birdwatch. Um, you could just send the information. All the, all the details about how to do that are on that first web page. So if you didn't want to register, you don't have to, but we would really appreciate the information you could send us. 
That's brilliant. Tim Webb from the RSPB. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Brooklyn's Radio.